everyone, this is Teresa from Santosha Yoga Mindful Moments, and I am here with Courtney Richards, and we're just going to get to know her a little bit uh, better. Hey, Courtney. Hi, Teresa. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. All right. First of all, we're just going to get a little, know a little bit about your background, or if you from the area, where did you grow up? I grew up in Shelby, um, Shelby Township, and kind of been born and raised there whole life. Okay. Been in the Metro Detroit area the whole time. Okay. Didn't you? No, you didn't live in Chicago. You wanted to live. You wanted to live in Chicago. Wanted to live, live in, in Chicago. Chicago. Okay. Still do. Okay. Well, still that's, do. you're still young. <laughs> <laughs> um, tell me about your family. Are you married? What you got going on? Um, I got married two years ago. Um in Greece, which was amazing. And um, yeah, no kids yet. Love dogs. Got a dog mm -hmm. that I share with my parents, actually. Um, and yeah. If you don't mind sharing, can you go a little bit more in depth about that wonderful marriage <laughs> pre-wedding trip that you had? Can you okay. share that with us? Yeah. Um, I've been... I like to think of myself as a traveler, and I've always wanted to travel a lot. Um, and I saw our wedding as an opportunity to to travel. So what we did is instead of you know taking that big expense of a wedding day, um, we took that and we traveled with it. And um, we we traveled for three months in Europe and. Uh, Got to see 18 countries. Now you quit your job. Quit. We quit our job. Oh, I didn't realize that Aaron quit his job too. Yeah. Okay. You both quit your jobs. We quit our jobs. Um, so it was a little bit of a, a risk, but we felt confident. We felt like it was the best time um, to do something like this. And yeah, so we got married in kind of the middle of the trip um, in Greece. And then we got to gonna continue on after that so it was quite the adventure quite the honeymoon if you will you know you you and your husband did what all of us want to do so we just kind of you know live vicariously through you and the most amazing thing about your I mean I've seen the wedding pictures they're beautiful I've seen the, the pictures of your trip the most amazing thing to me was that you packed for three months away in a backpack. Yeah. That blew my mind when you told me. Talk about living simply. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm actually like a person that loves to shop and <laughs> things like that. Um, but it was an opportunity to scale back. And um, yeah, it was, it took me some time to pack and really figure out mm -hmm. what do we need for all these different climates and so forth. But how can I make this work so that we don't have much to carry around? And um, yeah, it makes you realize you don't need a whole lot. In yeah. yoga, there's a teaching called a Priyagraha non-attachment. And you, I think, just practice it to, to, the, to the 10th degree. That's amazing. Three months with a backpack Thank you. of everything you needed. Yeah. That, it was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so how did you come to yoga? What was your first class like? Where did you take it? How did you, what did you think about it? Yeah, um, wow. It was kind of happenstance, but I think we all feel that yoga really drew us there. But um, 
my best friend was dating this guy who was a yoga teacher um, at Red Lotus Yoga in Rochester. And she didn't, we didn't know where it was or anything, but it, at the time it was on Rochester Road. And we were driving down Rochester Road and saw it. And, you know, it was close, close to me, you know, pretty close. Rochester, Shelby, pretty close. Um, and I was just like, you know, I wanted to try yoga. Let's, let's go. Um, and at the time they offered a free week, um, if you were a new student and I went three times, I think, um, just loved it immediately. And, um, Jody, uh, Jody Cleaver was her name. She was my first yoga teacher. Um, incredible. Just, I loved it immediately. So after that free week, I think I took, I was in college, I was really broke. Um, <laughs> but I took about a month to figure out how I could work out going to yoga regularly. Mm-hmm. And um, the next time I stepped into the door, I, I signed up for the monthly uh, unlimited, unlimited package. And, yeah, And you were hooked. And I went as much as I could. And then you took your teacher training there with Brian. I did. At Red Lotus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was just six months in. So, wow. Okay. yeah, I was, I was in right away. Um, I got so much healing, so much, just so much change for me. And I don't think that I ever saw myself teaching, but I took training and it was kind of painful <laughs> for me, uh, from my shyness and all of that. I was just at a, a really hard place in my life, but mm-hmm. teacher training shifted so much for me um that it just made sense to keep going and to to teach to teach yeah excellent i i think i said this too in jenner jennifer's interview i say it all the time if i had a nickel for every teacher during teacher training that says yeah i don't plan on teaching and then Mm -hmm. before you know it we teach because it has it has definitely changed our lives Mm -hmm. um what style of teaching or how do you how do you I know you're teaching as all of us our teaching evolves over time mm-hmm. and what's interesting is you started teaching at Santosha kind of sort of when we first opened up mm-hmm. yeah. and then you got into corporate you started you started working at Lululemon and bottom line is it wasn't it was too crazy for you to teach here Mm-hmm. And then we've come full circle because here you are back again on Friday mornings, which is where you originally started. Yes. was on Friday mornings. Yes. <laughs> so we're very grateful to have you back on Friday mornings. So happy to be back. But how have how have you how do you feel that your teachings evolved or changed? Oh man, it's changed in so many ways. I mean, simple things to when I f- first graduated teacher training, I would stand at the back of the class a lot. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I would. I would walk around, but I would stand at the back of the class a lot and kind of lead from there because I didn't want to be seen. Or I couldn't feel like I couldn't deliver my message mm-hmm. with people looking at me. Um, so that's shifted a lot. Um, but as far as the structure of the class, I don't know. I've been just... I'm an explorer, I think, mm-hmm. by nature. So I've been to so many different studios and teachers, and they've all shaped me. 
you, you and I are similar. I mean, we have many talks after the Friday classes, but you and I are similar in the way that I think that I don't have a lot of teachers have one teacher, one mentor, one guru, mm -hmm. which I totally respect. And I think you and I are, are of the same that one, you know, we take a little bit from column A, a little bit from column B, mm -hmm. a little bit. Whoever inspires us at that time and speaks to us is who we draw our energy and who we draw yeah. our inspiration from. Yeah, yeah precisely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's a good thing. It keeps it, keeps it um, interesting. Interesting, definitely. <laughs> what is your um, favorite style of teaching or, or level of class? Um, I would say, I'd say, I mean, if you want to talk about level, I would say a good medium, like a level two. Um, I tend to like slow flows because um, I just like to move slower. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I like to feel the postures. Um, I like to have a good solid five breaths in a pose, if not longer. I agree. Um, so I do, you know, of course I, I do teach that way because <laughs> that's what I would prefer out of a class. What? And I do the same thing. I teach how I want to be taught to. Mm -hmm. And that's a good thing that we have all different flavors of teachers here. Yeah. Is because every every student needs something else at a certain time. So but the way mm -hmm. I teach is I is the way I want to be taught to. Mm -hmm. So nice yeah. low and slow. Mm -hmm. Do you find yourself reading a lot of yoga related stuff or do you get a chance once in a while to read something non yoga related? Are you like me? Do you have ten books on your nightstand? Yeah, all different, you know, levels of finished and unfinished. Yep, I have a good stack of books. <laughs> like, yep, different levels of of reading into them. Um, I think when it comes to nonfiction books, I don't have a lot of yoga specific ones, but I do love the works of like Brene Brown. Mm -hmm. um, Eckhart Tolle. Actually, I get a lot of inspiration from Oprah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Uh, yeah. Her her reading list is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. um, and because of those types of, for me anyway, those types of authors, like the work is deep. So I take my time. Um, and that's why they go unfinished a lot of times. <laughs> and that's okay. A, a common... Sometimes a common thread among yoga teachers is um, yoga teacher burnout because we're putting so much energy into our class and our planning and making sure the students are okay that we forget about ourselves. And unfortunately, it's common. Mm -hmm. What do you do to keep yourself, what do you do to feed Courtney in, in that respect, emotionally, physically, spiritually? Um, I would say, yeah, it's easy to... Especially when I, I had a couple of years there where I was teaching full-time. So that would be anywhere from 10 to 20 classes a week. That's crazy. Wow. And that was, really, that was really taxing. But I would say that I had to make my practice a priority mm -hmm. somewhere in there. Um, and that's always... That's always the fallback. It's like if if something's awry in my life, I need to go to yoga. Correct. <laughs> like I'm not going enough. I'm I'm not um, sitting and practicing enough or um, sitting in meditation enough. Yeah, excellent. It's it's if we can't we can't help our students, we we can't help our sangha or community 
unless we're balanced ourselves. Mm -hmm. And then we have to push that ego aside of saying, hey, I'm teaching 10, 20 classes a week. Look how cool I am. But I'm exhausted, stressed, burnt out. Mm -hmm. So you have to understand that you, us, everybody, everybody has to practice self-care. Everybody has to practice self-care. Yeah, and it's, it's easy to, like, if you're, I mean, you're teaching your students to practice Mm-hmm. meditation and yoga even in difficult moments mm-hmm. um, or especially in difficult moments so you have to you have to practice what you preach <laughs> I mean it, it otherwise you're a hypocrite mm-hmm. I mean it's a harsh word but otherwise it's you're a hypocrite true. it's true if you're not practicing the yamas and the yamas those moral and ethics but you're preaching to your students to do it it's like you got to step back a, a moment mm-hmm what other hobbies or activities? What do you like to do off the mat? Um, like I said, I like to travel, mm-hmm. so I try to make that a priority. Um, definitely feel thankful and so grateful to be able to do that. Um, so if it's a little trip, cool. Um, but I try to make space for two bigger trips if I can a year. <laughs> that's also your self-care though. It is. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's life-giving. Yeah, that's, life-giving. That you, you get energy and, and yeah, that's your self-care. Inspiration and everything. Sure. Um, since that big Europe trip we took, we, my husband and I, have both fallen in love with um, hiking and the outdoors. So um, we definitely try to take trips like that, but being here in Detroit, um, I still look for opportunities to get out. Um, so we'll go to um, a park and walk, um, or even just taking our, our dog out for a good long walk um, is really, is the same thing. It's life-giving. Mm-hmm. Um, nature. Just being out in nature, yep. fresh air. Connecting. So those things... Um, and then, of course, my my other creative love is quilting. I was hoping so, you're going to say that. <laughs> yes, can't can't get without that. That's that's a huge one for me. But tell me a little. How did you get into that? Um, kind of bizarre. I had a job back when I was in um, college, and I worked midnights at a hospital. Um, and one of the one of my coworkers, she quilted and she would bring some of her stuff to hand sew at that at work. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, she just kind of introduced it to me. And, you know, the first quilt I made, I made by hand. Um, it was really hard. I didn't know what I was doing. And I wasn't sure if I'd get back to it. Um, it was probably three years before I made another quilt. Um, but now I'm just, it's like I'm on fire with it. There's so much, so many different levels of creativity to get from it. Um, from the fabrics to the pattern to the way that you quilt it. Um, it's just so fun. I've seen your work. I've seen some of your work. It's beautiful. Uh, back in the day, prior to opening up the studio, I was a quilter. And then the studio, owning the studio came into my life and I've kind of had a push that back to the yeah. side but that's okay I'll, I'm gonna get back to it yeah I still have everything I want to see those quilts too well I have a I've never brought the book in Mm-mm. I'll bring the book in yeah. I have a book of the, of the quilts that I made but the thing that used to um I found I found that quilting 
I did quilting before I got into yoga and meditation. Mm-hmm. And then I found that quilting was meditative. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh my goodness. I, you know, I've lost track of time. I feel peace and calm for the mm-hmm. most part, unless I had to rip something out. Of course. <laughs> but, and the other thing too is you would take this fabric and you would cut it up in all these bizarre shapes and you put it together mm-hmm. into this beautiful piece of art. And I, and I always related that to us. We come to yoga, we're kind of all these odd shapes, and then yoga helps us put ourselves back together mm-hmm. in this beautiful piece of art. Yeah, so, that's a great way of looking at it. I know, I love it. it, I love it. Yeah. One of these days, I'll get there, I get there. <laughs> now this is, I know this is maybe hard for you with all the traveling that you've done, what's the favorite place that you've been to? The most beautiful place you've been to? That is really hard to say. Um, I don't know. Our let we just went on a trip. Um, gosh, a couple weeks ago, we went to Banff, uh, the Canadian Rockies. Mm-hmm. And even though it's it's fresh in my mind, so it could be just that. I do think that it is. I want to say it's my favorite place that I've been so far. Oh, beautiful. And you, yeah, that is, and you've been to you said eighteen countries. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's hard. I would say Scotland is up there too. Okay. Scotland, Italy, Banff. Banff at first. I think so. Okay. I think so. <laughs> What's the best advice that you've ever been given? Oh, geez. Hmm. My goodness. I don't know. That's okay. I don't know. That's a hard one. It's okay. You know, look both ways before you cross the street. Make sure you, you know. Tell you what, let's put that on pause. We'll put that question yeah. on pause and maybe maybe we'll come back to it. Okay. Now we've come to the fun part of the interview. I think it's fun. You may not think it's fun. I'm going to ask you just a couple questions, and they're called would you rather questions. And just answer. Don't think too much about it. And we're just having fun. And just kind of pop whatever pops up. Just let that be your answer. Okay. Would you rather be too hot or too cold? Too hot. Easy. Why? Uh, When I'm cold, I'm really crabby. (laughs) Really crabby. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Appreciate your honesty. <laughs> Would you rather be too busy or too bored? Too bored. Too bored. Um, I don't like being too busy. I don't like feeling that chaos. Okay. I just don't. All right. I don't thrive off of that. Well, it kind of well, it fits with your personality. Mm-hmm. Fits with your personality. Would you rather have your flight delayed for eight hours or lose your luggage with all this traveling you do? Then again, you bring your luggage on your back, so you never I lose try. it. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I don't want my stuff in anyone else's hands. So would you rather flight delayed eight hours or lose your luggage? Delayed. Delayed. I, I agree. I yeah. agree. Would you rather be in your pajamas or a suit all day? Oh, my goodness. Pajamas. <laughs> I mean, who would choose a suit? <laughs> you never know nowadays. <laughs> would you rather go on a cruise with friends or with your spouse? Hmm. Spouse. 
when you're you it takes it takes a special couple to travel together because yeah yeah not all couples can travel and the fact that you and Aaron have you got this down yeah <laughs> have got this down it's, to it's a definitely silence. an edge it's an edge but it's yeah anything like that yeah would you rather spend the night in a luxury hotel room or camping surrounded by beautiful scenery camping I wouldn't have said that two years ago oh but... interesting <laughs> yeah all right interesting yeah. now when you guys went to um to the the last trip to Banff, did you camp or did you? We did an RV, so kind of camping, luxury camping. Luxury camping. <laughs> right. I didn't know that. I didn't know you guys rented um, the RV. Yeah, it's so fun that way. You can see so much, and yeah, you sleep in nature. It's amazing. Would you rather be able to breathe underwater or fly through the air? Oh wow. Mm. Fly. Why? The view. I oh, mean, okay. I want to say swim for the view too, right? There's this. There's a world under. There's a world, world under the water. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, to have that the view overhead, like a like a drone, to be able to see the mountains from above, that would be insane. Would you rather have a cook or maid? A cook. For sure. You and me both. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, just make me all the nutritious meals. <laughs> so I'm going to go back to that last question that we put on pause. What was the best advice you've ever been given? I'm still having a hard time with it, but... There's not a right or wrong, and it's being in... in the field that we are being in, for me, this would be my answer. I hear so much good advice from so many good people. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of my best teachers is my youngest son, who is loud and swears and has tons of tattoos. And he has some of the best wisdom I've ever had. Mm-hmm. But it just, I think for us, it kind of depends what day it is, what space we're in, and what mm-hmm. path that we're on. But we hear a lot of good stuff. So not that I'm trying yeah. to answer your question for you, but I, I, apparently I did just answer your question <laughs> for you. <laughs> so. Well, yeah, I mean, it's similar to what you're saying about us and our similarities yeah. with um, yoga teachers. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have one. Mm-hmm. Um, it just depends on where I'm at in my life and... Mm-hmm so forth. Um, I gotta say though that maybe just something in regards to dropping, dropping the ego. Oh, okay. I would have to say that's probably the best one because it can apply Mm -hmm. at all times of life. (laughs) All times, all ages, all situations. Yes, all situations. All situations. Mm Mm-hmm. So is there anything else that you'd like to share about Courtney Richards or her journey or anything like that? No, I don't think so. All right. Well, thank you for doing this. I truly appreciate it. And it's a pleasure having you back at Santosh. It's pleasure. Thank you. Pleasure it's coming back full circle again. I like how I love when stuff like that happens. I know. All right. It was meant to be. Meant to thank be. you. Thanks, Courtney.